Welcome to the George D. Football Show. I'm your host, George D. This is your premier destination for sports entertainment podcast. Um, we're coming to you here um, unexpectedly, kind of, to uh, wrap up the Lakers season. Um, the Lakers failed to defend their championship. Um... I mean, I would love to say no excuses, but this season has been very unique because of last season and all that happened, like the the effects and the reaches of last year are still being felt this season um, by the Lakers and a few other teams that uh, had deep playoff runs last year with last season's um, championship round ending in October and um, this year's season beginning in December it was the shortest offseason in NBA history and um, the Lakers and the Heat played for the title last year and they both failed to make it out of the first round um and uh, Boston played in last year's Eastern Conference Finals against Miami. They also failed to make it out of the first round. Um, they were lower seeds. Boston was a seventh seed in the East. Miami was sixth. And the Lakers were the seventh seed. Um, Denver was the third seed this year. But they also have dealt with injuries. They uh they lost Jamal Murray, they lost Will Barton, but they had a they had a favorable matchup with uh with Portland in the first round this year. But we'll get into that. Um back to the Lakers. Lakers failed, they lost to the Suns, okay? After the short offseason, like I said, um during the offseason, the Lakers Traded Danny Green and the first round pick number 28 to Oklahoma City for Dennis Schroeder. This move was received very well by Lakers Nation because the Lakers needed another playmaker besides LeBron because of how bad the offense was last year when LeBron went to the bench. But it did not pan out very well. Like Schroeder... He wanted to be the starter, and we didn't really need him as a starter. He was a sixth man last year in OKC, and that role would have been perfect for him with the Lakers. But he wanted to start next to LeBron, and this, we don't need him to start next to LeBron. We have LeBron. LeBron has the ball all the time. Okay, so Schroeder, like when LeBron goes to the bench, then you can bring in Schroeder to finish the first quarter with Davis. And you don't skip a beat offensively, or at least that's the plan. But with Schroeder starting, it just limit it just limit their offense even more because now Schroeder has to play. It was just not a good fit. Like on paper, it seems like a good fit if Schroeder would have come off the bench, but he wanted to start, and he started all year. Um, they also added Montrez Harrell. In the offseason, 
these were the two big um, pickups the Schroeder the Schroeder trade and the Trezzle Montrezzo um, signing they were able to get him from the Clippers this this addition was kind of like a surprise because the Lakers weren't really like it came out of nowhere like they were talking about wanting to get like Serge Ibaka and uh, I forget now who they were trying to but like Trezzle wasn't one of the guys um, especially because he was with the Clippers last year, and that's like, we don't want guys from the Clippers, you know, it's like, there's like a thing there, but the Lakers were able to sign him, and honestly, Montrez played good this year in stretches, and then, um, other times, inexplicably, he wouldn't even get in the game, like, we don't know what's going on with all the politics and, um, stuff that goes on with teams and locker rooms or whatever or coaching staff might be seeing something that they don't like as far as like matchups but who knows like Montrez was he was he was played really really well for us and then he would have games where he wouldn't play as well but he's not a superstar so you would expect that like some games he wasn't all there but um in the playoffs, he pretty much, I mean, in this one series against Phoenix, he was like a non-factor. Like, he didn't even get in the game. Um, we also signed Wesley Matthews. He was supposed to be the replacement for Danny Green, who we traded um, for Schroeder, like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Wesley Matthews was, I mean, like... He was a non-factor, honestly. Like, he had some games where he was, like, all right, but, like, any player can do that. You know what I mean? Like, if you bring in a guy, you expect him to play, get some minutes. Like, any any NBA caliber player can give you what Matthews did. Oh, man, Mark Gasol. Like, I honestly think Mark Gasol got um, shafted this year. Like, I thought the Lakers kind of... They didn't know how to use, like, I don't know the proper wording, but I think he, like, I think he played well enough considering his age and the inconsistency with the rotations, and they brought in Drummond in the buyout market, and it affected Gasol, but I thought the Lakers, I thought Gasol was probably their best center this year, um, they also brought in McLemore in the buyout market, that was kind of like whatever, um, but yeah, those were the, uh, the, the additions this year. They lost Danny Green, which I did not like because Danny Green is really good on defense and he can still hit you some threes here and there. Um, he wanted to stay with the Lakers, but the Lakers traded him. They were like, see ya. Uh, he ended up with Philly. Um, they also lost Dwight Howard, which I also didn't like because Dwight Howard was, he was a force, man. Like, for the Lakers, like, this dude was honestly, he was really, really good for the Lakers last year. Like, he would literally, like, he was, he just made an impact. Like, he was a physical presence in the paint. He was always getting you rebounds, playing good defense, finishing alley-oops, getting putbacks. Really, really good uh, player for the Lakers last year. He ended up signing with Philly. Um, they also lost JaVale McGee. They ended up... 
I think, I want to say they traded him. They traded him to Cleveland for like, I think they just gave him away to Cleveland because they were going to bring in Gasol. So they lost JaVale and Dwight, our two centers from last year, both who, who played really, 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 really well for us last year. And they also lost Rajon Rondo. He left to Atlanta, but um, he didn't fit in well there with the Hawks because of the who knows. He ended up getting bought out, and then the Clippers signed him. Or they traded for him. They traded Lou Williams for Rondo. Anyway, he ended up on the Clippers. But yeah, back to this year. Um, the Lakers started the season, like I said, off of a his historically short offseason. Um, and right off the bat, it was disappointing. They lost to the Clippers on opening night. And, uh, it was just like an omen, like, uh, like, like you, I like, honestly, like I was looking forward to this game. I expected the Lakers to come out and, uh, make a statement, right? Like, um, like, cause the Clippers were like, that was supposed to be the matchup in last year's playoffs in the bubble, but the Clippers lost to Denver and, um, we didn't get to see it. So, um, opening this year, Lakers-Clippers, big-time matchup. Lakers lost, okay? Um, just brutal. Just a very disappointing start to the year. But they they played well enough. They got to a 21-6 and start to the season. Um, LeBron was um, looking like the MVP candidate. He really was. Like, it was really impressive, but... If you watch all the Lakers games, you could tell AD was off. Like, I don't know what it was, if it was his leg still from last year. But the um he was just off. Like, I don't know any other way to put it. Like, a player of his caliber, he was just not... He was like a step slow or something. And, um... Yeah, like, AD was just off, but the Lakers were still 21-6. and six, And they were competing to be the top team in the West, right? Like, and then Davis goes down with a calf strain. And, um, I think he sat out like, I want to say like a week or two. And then he came back and re-injured it. And he was out for like 30 games after that. So he missed a gigantic part of the season. Um and then LeBron got hurt on like March like late in March again in a in a early afternoon Saturday game against the Hawks. Um some Hawks player like rolled up on his ankle and it was like you could tell cuz LeBron's like he never gets hurt. Like he got hurt with his groin but like, for his whole career, he's almost, like, never hurt. But, like, he was rolling around on the ground, and you could tell. I was like, dude. I was like, this is not good. Like, our season was literally falling apart right in front of us. And um, LeBron was, um, he, we got the diagnosis that he was, like, uh, high ankle sprain. And for those of you that are in the know with sports, 
a high ankle sprain is never a good thing like there's like categories to your ankle sprains and a high ankle sprain is bad so and this is like it's to me it seemed like really late in the year for this injury but there was still time there was still like a month and a half left in the season and um it was like will he be back by playoff time right like that's the only thing that mattered at that point like the lakers played all right with ad and lebron out they were i mean they did i mean these are your two best guys they take up the gigantic part of your salary cap so you really don't have any other players that are like of that caliber so when both of them are down at the same time you really have you're really up against it and that's the reality for the lakers like but they played all right like honestly like i was surprised that they were able to win some of those games that they did win and um yeah like like they just the season was just it was just never they never were they never like clicked they never gelled um guys like schroeder and caruso missed time with the covid protocol stuff um kcp was hurt all year like kcp has been dealing with like an ankle i want to say all year like he still played but you can tell like you can tell when you follow a team all exclusively when you follow a team you can tell when a player is off and kcp was off also this year he he played really well for us last year like that deep playoff run all these guys have to come back off a short off season and this is going to sound ridiculous when I say this, but if you consider the fact that 10 days, okay, so a day is 24 hours, 10 days is 240 hours, okay, so the off season was like 70 something days, this is just like a few hundred hours, maybe like 1500 hours or something, like, this is not a long off-season. This is literally hours that these guys had to be. I know it seems ridiculous, but, like, the clock is always flying round and round and round. And 70-something days is not a long time. Like, literally, it's hours to me. The way I break it down, it's like 10 days is 240 hours, which is not a long time. All right? That's like blink of an eye. So, the Lakers literally had a few hours of an offseason, in my eyes, and they were back. And they weren't the only ones. Like I said, Boston had a really deep playoff run last year. They struggled. They lost Jalen Brown to injury. Uh, Gordon Hayward, he was with Charlotte, but he had that deep playoff run last year. He got hurt this year. Um, Miami, they struggled all year. They played horrible. They made it as a sixth seed, and they got swept out of the first round by Milwaukee. Okay, and uh, the Lakers, they just lost to Phoenix because AD got hurt. Um, so, all these teams that had deep playoff runs last year, except Denver. Denver just eliminated Portland here. But Portland is not good. Like, Portland, they have Dame Lillard, and that's about it. 
like the rest of their guys are just guys like and Denver has Nikola Jokic he's going to be the MVP this year but like I mentioned earlier Denver also lost Jamal Murray and Will Barton this year um because of the long playoff run last year and then the short offseason and you're right back to it so yeah these teams they were just beat up they were beat up tired all year um the Lakers got hurt Davis and LeBron like I mentioned and the Lakers were able to make it as a seventh seed with the whole new playing tournament and um they were able to get the seventh seed which meant they had to play Phoenix and if you follow the Lakers you knew that the Lakers wanted this matchup because they felt like they matched up well against Phoenix and they do when they're healthy so the series starts and AD is off in game one he scores 13 points and he's just off like he's not in the paint he's like out in the perimeter and he's not dominating he's like way too good to play like that so is he still hurt we don't know he's saying he's healthy the Lakers are saying he's healthy so Lakers lose game one in Phoenix okay that sucks and then I heard this thing that it was just like a the Lakers were saying that it's a feel-out game like you don't really you're not really too worried about losing game one in the playoffs which is the absolute stupidest, most ridiculous strategy you could possibly ever have in the NBA playoffs is to give away a game one. Like, are you fucking kidding me right now? Like, are you serious? Giving a feel-out game? What are you feeling out, dude? It's the fucking playoffs. Like, no feel-out. From this point fucking forward, I do not want to hear the term feel-out game associated with any Laker team ever in my life. You don't give away a motherfucking playoff game to feel the other team out ever in your fucking life. That is literally the most the, the stupidest fucking strategy you could possibly ever have. Just rest your starters. Like you know the fucking team you're playing. You're playing Phoenix. Okay, they have Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Jay Crowder, Aiton, what the fuck are you feeling out? Go out there, get the fucking win. Don't be stupid. Like, oof. when I heard that, that there was a feel-out game, like, I, that, that, that was, that pissed me off more than actually losing the game. Okay, so, Lakers lose game one, which fucking sucked, because AD played like shit, but... The Lakers could have won that game. If AD would have dominated the way he's capable of, Lakers could have won game one. And this is massive in this series. I think that that's, what, that's the game when the Lakers lost this series. Because AD played, but he played like shit. If the Lakers win that game, they have a 3-0 lead in this series. But anyway, we'll get back to that. So game one, they lose. All right, AD has 13.7 rebounds. Just plays absolutely horrible. LeBron was better. He was a little bit better, but they just lost. All right. Um, so game two, AD comes out. He's dominant. 34 points. Phoenix doesn't have an answer for him. He gets to the free throw line 21 times because he's being aggressive. He's dominating Phoenix. 
and the Suns just looked like they were shell shocked. They were like, "Oh shit, these are the Lakers with that we feared." So Lakers win game two. Series is tied. They come back to LA, and AD in game three. AD is dominating. The Lakers are rolling these fuckers. Lakers are up like almost twenty on them, beating the fuck out of Phoenix. Like this is what we expected when this is why we wanted to play the Suns. We felt like we could beat them, even though they were the higher seed. And they were doing it. Like the Lakers were beating the fuck out of Phoenix in game three. LeBron was doing his thing. Um, AD was dominating. But in during game three, AD tried to block a shot from uh, Devin Booker. I think Devin Booker or one of the Phoenix guards like Campaign or um, Torrey Craig or one of these guys they have out there. And uh, AD kind of hyperextended his knee. And as a Laker fan, this is no surprise. Like, AD's always... He's always... Dude, something's always wrong with AD. Um, so, but he he stayed in the game, so you didn't think much of it. Um, Phoenix makes a run there at the end of game three, but the Lakers hold him off, right? Like, the Lakers... The Lakers quit fucking around. They quit showboating and they beat Phoenix. They're up 2-1. to one. This goes back to why I was so pissed off about Game 1. Because now the Lakers are up 2-1. to one, But it could have easily been 3 nothing Lakers. If not for that fucking dumbass feel-out game. Oh my god, I'm so fucking pissed off. <sighs> That's the dumbest shit I ever heard of in my fucking life. Um. Okay, yeah. Game... Four Saturday or Sunday Sunday afternoon. Uh, I hate these early afternoon games for West Coast teams. It's just like you're just expecting something to go wrong. This is the game where LeBron got hurt against Atlanta. It was a Saturday afternoon game. I fucking knew something was gonna happen. Like these guys, they're creatures of habit and they, they have a body clock, and they're used to playing in the evening. Now you got the weekend. And you got to get up early and you got to go compete. Anyway, Sunday afternoon game. AD comes out and he looks off again. All right. And Phoenix is winning the game. They're like, it's like within 10 points. Like the Lakers fall behind, which is a recipe for disaster because of how bad their offense has struggled this year. So the Lakers fall behind and then um, AD gets hurt. He goes down, um, he grabs his groin, and you could tell it was like a serious injury because you could just tell by the way players like um, react to when they're hurt. Like you can tell if they get up and try to walk it off, or but you could tell he was actually hurt. He goes in the back, um, and the Lakers play the rest of the first half. They're getting beat. And then the second half starts, and um, AD's not on the court. So, yeah, AD's hurt again. Um, Lakers lose game four. Series is tied, which sucked balls. Now you're going back to Phoenix, and you feel all right. You're like, well, well, actually, you don't feel all right, but you're hoping AD can play because you've already won in Phoenix, right? And... 
if AD plays, you feel like you can you can beat them. But game five, basically, um, Lakers got their asses totally kicked. It wasn't even close. Um, like the Lakers were up eight to three in that game, and um, LeBron shot a three, which I did not understand. I don't know why you shoot a three there. Um, you attack the paint, and you try to get like a ten. You gotta get, like you try to. Like, he just settled for that. Like, and after that, Phoenix went on this fucking crazy run. It was like 16 nothing run. And they just kept running the whole fucking game. Lakers lose by 30 in game five. And, um, AD's hurt. He didn't play game five. So, it was just like snowballing out of control. Um... But I was, like, forever the optimist. I was like, all right, fuck. We just got our asses totally kicked. We've lost two straight to these fuckers. But we're going back home for game six. And um, hopefully AD can play. And um, so that's the... that You have no other fucking choice. Like, you have to win game six at home. Go back, get back on a plane and go to fucking Phoenix and try to win a game seven. If you can win game six. Game six starts, Lakers are not ready to play again. I do not understand what the fuck is wrong with this team. They're never ready to fucking play, ever, in the first quarter. They always fucking fall behind. Every single fucking game, the Lakers come out, and they're behind by like 10 points. And their offense is bad. It is, it, it's borderline horrible. So, you do this again. Like, Phoenix is literally beating the fuck out of the Lakers here in game six. Um, It's like 40 to 18 at one point. So, you're down like 20 points in the fucking first half, and your season is on the motherfucking line. Okay, there's no time to fuck around and you're down 22 points. This is the exact same fucking way they, they came out against the Clippers in that first game. They were down by like 20 in the first half against the Clippers. The very first game of the year is the exact same way they played the last game. So, I give up. I'm, I'm like, alright, we're probably going to lose game 6. Because it is the reality. Like, I'm... I would never give up on my team, but you can just read the writing on the wall. They're not playing well. They haven't played well all fucking year. Um, the effort is just not there. I don't know what the fuck it is. I wish I did. I wish I could. I wish I honestly wish I was on the Lakers coaching staff or I was like a mental toughness coach. What do they call like sports psychologist? I think they call them like I need to be on the Lakers staff because I'm telling you, you would notice a difference. There is just the, the effort can win you ball games, okay? If you're hurt, I understand, but there's no substitute, there's no fucking excuse for not coming out with focused energy and effort. There is no fucking excuse to come out like that. Your season is on the line and you're getting your ass handed to you by the sun. And Phoenix is a good team. Okay, they're not great. They don't have a roster that should dominate you like this. 
Okay, you should be able to play them even without AD. You should be able to be right there within five, seven points. You should be able. You have LeBron. LeBron is older, but he's still. I mean, his ankle is still off. He said in the post game press conference, his ankle is still off, but he did what he could. Like, you can't. He's not 2012 LeBron anymore. Like, he's still. One of the best players in the league, but he's damn near 40. And he's, he, oh, the dude on the radio gave the stat that he's played like 240 some playoff games in the, in his career or in the last like 10 years or something. And it breaks down to an additional three seasons of playoff basketball, which means major minutes against the best teams. So LeBron has been. His whole fucking career, he's been just the best player on the court, basically. Yeah, he has. Like, nobody can can dispute that. Like, it doesn't matter if Kawhi won finals MVP or Iguodala or fucking Durant. Like, we all know LeBron was the best. Those other guys just had better teams, and they gave it to them because some bullshit. But LeBron did what he could. You're going to have your... Your your LeBron haters that are always gonna crit- criticize this man no matter what, they like to impose their own morals and their own opinions about whatever the fuck crawls up their ass that day, and they they want to impose it and be like, oh well, LeBron, this this and this is wrong. Like, dude, fuck you, you fucking moron. You couldn't even carry a team at a YMCA, all right? You fucking loser. Shut the fuck up. You can't even you don't you're not even qualified to carry LeBron's jockstrap to the motherfucking laundry. Alright? Shut your fucking face, you fucking idiot. But anyway, I digress. LeBron did what he could. Lakers lost. Um just disappointing, uh, frustrated, uh but when the Lakers were getting blown out in the first half, I kind of Resigned myself to the fact that the season's probably over. And um, once AD got hurt and we lost games four and five, you kind of start bracing yourself for the for the potential outcome of the Lakers not making it out of the first round, especially the way they've been playing all year. Like, like I said earlier, they haven't jailed. They haven't come out with that, like, just focused... They never got on that roll where you just like, wow, this is like by far the best team. Um, I don't think any team did that, honestly, this year. Like, it was just a, a weird season. But anyway, yeah, once they were getting their asses kicked, I was like, well, at least they'll have a full off season. Um, we'll see what's what's going on with the roster. Everybody's gonna have an opinion. They should add this guy, cut this guy, trade this guy, blah blah. We'll see how it goes. Like. It's the normal off-season dance for all these teams. Um, but the main thing is getting LeBron and AD healthy. Because like I mentioned earlier, when they were both playing early in the year, they were, the Lakers were 21-6. and six, And they were, um, they were looking like, like they could win it all again. They weren't playing perfect because of all the new guys they had to work in and all the madness and how the offense struggled, but they were really good all year on defense. And um, 
yeah, they were looking decent, but then they the, the two guys got hurt. Schroeder missed a bunch of games. Caruso was banged up. KCP was banged up. Um, and yeah, like Gasol missed some games with the COVID thing. So, but uh, like most of the teams dealt with stuff like that. But like it just like because because of how long the off how short the off season was, it just seemed like like more stuff was affecting the Lakers. But yeah, like. We're heading into the offseason. We lost 4-2 to two to Phoenix. Um, like I said, very disappointed, very frustrated. Uh, you're going to, um, if you're a fan of a team and you really, like, you can honestly say that you love the team, you're going to deal with disappointment more often than not. Okay, like, the NBA has been around since, like, the 50s. <coughs> And the Lakers have 17 titles. Okay, it doesn't take a math genius to realize they've lost or not made the finals way more years than they've actually won it. So, disappointed. Um, you're going to deal with this as a fan of a team. It sucks in the moment, but like I said, you, you learn to deal with it because you've experienced it before. Like, um... Like, you've been through it. Like, you've seen the Lakers get blown the fuck out by Boston in game uh, six in the 2008 finals. You've seen them struggle from, like, 2013 to, like, 2020. They couldn't even make the playoffs. So, it's just part of being a, a, a fan of a sports team, and um, it sucks. Portland also got eliminated. Tonight, I bet you their fans are pissed. Laker fans are pissed. Um, like I mentioned earlier, Miami got eliminated. The Wizards, all these fan bases, you get um, you get your hopes kind of shattered. But like I said, that's just part of being a sports fan. So, with all that being said, um. We're going into the off season. I'm optimistic. Hopefully, you know, God willing, we'll get to see this team improve the roster. Hopefully, um, hopefully these two guys get healthy, LeBron and AD, and stay healthy for the year, which is no guarantee. Like anyone that follows sports knows that. And um. Yeah, I mean, it sucks. Lakers lost. They didn't get out of the... This is the first time LeBron James has lost a first-round playoff series in his career. He's uh, He was 14-0. This is the first loss, so he's 14-1. Um, what else? Drummond is... I think he's a free agent. Uh, Schroeder is going to exercise his player option. Wesley Matthews is a free agent. I think we only signed him for one year. Uh, Montrez has a player option. I think he's going to decline that and see if he can make more money somewhere. So the Lakers roster is going to look different next year. But that's like par for the course, man. Like every year, like even from last year to this year. So we'll see what the front office does. Um, Hopefully they can improve. Hopefully they can get a little younger and like um, another playmaker in the backcourt. 
get some shooting to hit some like if the Lakers can hit threes to go along with AD and LeBron, they they're that's when they play their best. Um but yeah, like this is all speculation at this point. We don't know what's going to happen with any of these teams. We'll see how these playoffs play out at this point. I we as Laker fans have no control because all these teams that we don't want to see win you had the hope that the Lakers would make it zig and zag their way through the playoffs and beat everybody and they would be the last ones. At this point, you can't do shit. You can just sit back and watch. And that's what I plan on doing. I honestly don't I honestly don't care who wins. Um I care. I hope a few teams don't win, but that's just being like a hater and um I can't help it, but there's just team, there's just players and teams that I don't think should win because because of, of how they because of how they um, just because of my own personal narratives and popular narratives around fan NBA fans. But yeah, Lakers lost. Season's over. We look forward to the off season. Um, It'll probably be a normal season next year. Hopefully, God willing, you know, they get uh, the, the fans back in there. And Lakers can hit the ground running um, with a healthy team and their superstars healthy. And um, like I said, we'll see what the roster looks like. But this year is in the books. Um, if I were to say the MVP for the Lakers this year is LeBron, obviously, like, he was literally the front runner for MVP before he got hurt. Um, AD second place. Um, after that, Schroeder. He played well a little bit there, and then they were just really inconsistent. Like there was no, like I mentioned earlier, they never really got on a roll. But whatever, this season's over. Um, it's kind of like relief because you're like not worried about them anymore, not worried about their games coming up. You just kind of like you have to deal with this like sour taste in your mouth for now. But like basketball and football and baseball and stuff, it's always great because there's a new campaign on the horizon. And like I mentioned earlier, time flies. Um, literally like 10 days is like 240 hours. And 10 days here, 10 days there, a month goes by, a couple months, um, and the season will start in October. Um, so yeah, definitely sucks, but uh, yeah, like, I'm just rambling at this point, but just really disappointed. And um, thanks for listening um, to the George D. Football Show, your premier destination for sports entertainment podcast um like listen subscribe share follow comment um all that join the trophy room sports club facebook group um a lot of good members in that group very knowledgeable members n- almost no trolls um share your stuff there give your opinions there all that um we're gonna do a nfl pick'em contest in the fall and uh yeah other than that thanks for listening and um 
we'll do a second round NBA preview here in the next few days when all the matchups are set. Until then, this is your host, George D. Thanks for listening and catch you guys later.